today, we will look at the text and the critical principles emanating from it. I will underscore three points and make the conclusion with a description from Ellen White. And we'll sing the floating song of the prayer and be on our way home. The parameter that binds the subject matter today is called glory. The biblical plasma through which we will view this celebration today is Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. And this was the text that anchored our journey 10 years ago. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. And when we speak of understanding, we are speaking of the cognitive, the facts. When we speak of knowing, we are speaking of the experiential. So, the theme that bound us 10 years ago had to do with understanding God and knowing God. 10 years after, you would agree with me that Angels is wiser. 10 years after, Angels is stronger. 10 years after, Angels is richer. And alas, ten years after, in the spirit of revival and reformation, Angels, praise the Lord, is still anchoring its purpose in understanding and in knowing God, look at the architecture of the text, and we see as theologians in this text the construction that is known as the slim flow key, like a simple key in which there is the interwining of lamentations. Let not 
and it moves toward a valid conclusion. So we may lament what we see around us. We may lament what we see in the church, in our lives and the lives of others. But let it be that our conclusion is that we understand and we know God for ourselves. That was the basis of our journey. Quickly let me tell you a little about the verb to glory. Not merely to rejoice, but to be clear and distinct in such rejoicing. And moreover, it has to do with clear and distinct rejoicing pertaining to something about ourselves. So we glory in our achievement. We glory in the blessings of education and the accumulation of wealth and resources. That is the concept of to glory. But there's another word, to glorify. It is to praise and honor someone, usually someone that is higher than ourselves. And in the context of the church, we glorify our deity, God. I propose to you that in glorying in his blessings. We must glorify him because he is good to us. What do you say? In fact, the concept of glorying is from the breaking up of colors as in white light from the sun's ray, entering a prism and being refracted as the waves bend, and then again being reflected so that we have the beautiful rainbow of red, orange, yellow, and what? green, indigo, blue, and violet. So when our lives meet the life of Christ, every aspect is broken up. And what must we see? We must see lives that are glorying in what God has blessed us with. But in that context, there is a glorifying of the deity whom we serve. And I say, down at the cross where my Savior died, down where from cleansing uh, from sin, I cried, I say, near to my heart was the blood applied, I glory, but I glorify God because he is God. Now, when we started out 10 years ago, we decided 
that they worship must matter. Not just going through the motion, but should take us higher. And yes, when we were inside then building, there were many individuals on the outside. The dust blowing, can't even collect the offering. And it is interesting that when we moved in the church, Elder Murray, we went up 50%. And we praised the Lord because the church was more organized and the members were worshiping in a comfortable environment. So we decided that worship is not passing time, but worship must matter. And therefore, I want to underscore today three things that we gloried in. And I charge you from such standpoint today. The Bible, the text, takes us from wisdom, from riches, from power to glorifying God. It takes us from self-attention regarding these things to divine affection. From the subjective to the objective. From mere substantial to the most essential. Three points that we should glory in. One, glory in the root. What is our purpose for worship? Spirituality. Glory in the root. And I give you an experience. While we were, Pastor Jackson, will bear me out at the hospital every day in the weekend review with Pastor Cottrell. He was there all day, every day, and would take as his friends time to go and support him. But when we went on one occasion, a doctor was saying, uh, he needs to go home. He needs to rest. He needs to relax his mind. But how can you relax your mind and be at another place when your beloved is on the verge of death? And so I saw there a stick-to-itiveness. It reminds me of the song by Kenny Rogers. Write your name across my heart and I will wear it like a shining star. When we love God, we will stick to God. We will be spiritual beings and all that matters in life or what matters most is that we know and we understand and we are knitted together with the great I am. Spirituality. What is spirituality? Spirituality is the degree to which 
communion with the supernatural influences our everyday conduct, our behavior, manner of life, and our attitudes toward people. It is where the vertical meets the horizontal. And I say to you in this critical time of Hertz history, when the morality is being broken down and there is a declension in standards, it is time for God's children to know him. In the context of the two services, we intentionally designed the service not to be general, where we just call upon the name of the Lord generally. And David, in Psalm 63, verse 1, David, in a bad situation, he, he made a point that I'd want to make to you today. David cried out when he was in the desert, the wilderness, Oh God! Oh God! I heard the churches crying out this week, Oh God! As we prayed and expected an answer. Oh God, as we look at the world today, we must cry out, Oh God, at a time when fewer jobs than expected are provided. Oh God, when uh, there are economic voids to be filled in Jamaica and the monster of crime to be tamed. Oh God, a time of nail-biting and heart-aching events in the world. Barricades and blood, unrest and upheaval, tension and tears, shouts and echoes, demands and death, rancor and riots, venom and violence, victims, and the people of Egypt, they are claiming to be victors. It's a time when we must not generalize God. David says, you are my God. I will eagerly seek you. I will thirst for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a barren and dry land where there is no water. As we worship the Lord today, as we did back then, it must be that we conclude that this one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and pressing, pressing spiritually toward the mark of the high calling in Christ. Because we want to move from the verb of glory to the noun of glory when he comes with myriad of angels. I want to be there. What about you? Then the next point. A 
above the two services. That we should glory in the fruit. We should glory in the root. Spirituality. And we must glory in the fruit. I share this experience with you. A man came and I'm still smiling to church two days ago and he gave me all the explanation and justification that he's honest but he needed some money. I gave him $500 and you know I'm a very kind pastor and believe me I'm not poor because I'm kind. I'm not poor. I'm not poor. So, I said, all right, we're going to work together now. Bring back $200. Oh, yeah. And the man left. And I, yes, the honest man, he said, I'm honest. And the JP, but a Russell can say that I'm honest. And he left. And beloved, I'm trying to remember what he looks like. He has not yet returned. He had the name. He had the talk. But he didn't walk the walk. And listen now, one of the purposes of having two services was to bear some fruits. And I'm going to remind you of some of those. Now, one was, and maybe the main one, it was not additional time for bed. Because, of course, we understood that there were some individuals in the medical field that would work at night and we wanted them to come straight and then they, they could go to their beds. But generally speaking, it was creating a window of opportunities for the church to be active in missionary endeavors. That is to say, you come to first service, go through Sabbath school, be addressed by your pastor in pastor's time, and then find some projects to witness Jesus cried out in Matthew, rather, St. John 7 and verse 37. Jesus crying out, the master crying out. When Jesus cries out, it must be an emergency, very vital. So the Bible says, Jesus stood and he cried out. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, and uh, I rush to the end, 
out of his heart will flow rivers of water. Living, life-giving water. Now, let me ask you some questions. What is flowing out of your heart? What is your project? And with whom are you studying? Are you helping anyone? Are you volunteering to make the burden lighter for anyone? It is said that if we just go through life with all the degrees and all the riches and all the wisdom and status and we do not volunteer, more so we're in the context of the church where we receive motivation and the structure is so organized. If we refuse to volunteer, this is what they are saying, educators, we are not truly educated. But I won't put it that way. If we refuse to volunteer, then we are not rejoicing in the fruit. Follow me now. I must say these if I say nothing. Another thing was that would have a ministry or would emphasize ministering to children. Because when you minister to children from the formative stage, you are really making a lasting impact on their lives. And it pleases the leadership of the church what Angus has been doing in Angus Pen with the children. What do you say? We had the old concept of grief ministry, whereby would reach out to those who are suffering, who have suffered loss, and would write, sending a card, condolences to them. And it does not mean that this has to be organized by the pastor's office, but would reach out because people in transition with a crisis are people who are most reachable. We spoke about adopting churches. So maybe after you finish first service and you've listened to your pastor, you could come on down to Johnson Town to give us some money and to preach from the pulpit. What do you say, Angels? Huh? What do you say? We spoke about music ministry. So a choir would sing for the first service those beautiful songs of Zion. I'm trying to remember the favorite song. Seeking for a city. I remember that. Imagine going down to the plazas dressed in your beautiful robes. I want to commend you for keeping them so clean and nice. 
and singing in the plaza, seeking for a city, handing out tracts here and there, praying for individuals. So we looked at music ministry. We looked at individual projects. And I believe that the Good Samaritan Inn came or got support from one of the projects. Alvin went, Joy Marr, Alfred Thomas, Elder Murray, and many others were involved in feeding people downtown. And today, we praise the Lord for the work. Then said I, I will not make mention of him or nor speak any more in his name. But praise the Lord. His word was in my heart as a burning fire. Yes, glorify in the root of spirituality. Bear the fruit. And last point on that, the final point will be very short, that we are called to be faithful to the Lord with our resources. But listen, sometimes there is the temptation that I give my money to do missionary work and I walk away and relax and be easy. Yes, we should give our money to do missionary work and praise the Lord for Andrews. Andrews has been so resourceful to the conference and beyond. But when we give our money to do missionary work, our money will work for us, but our money cannot do our work. We must witness to one another the type win type was a concept. I will not be able to invite certain persons to church, certain politicians. And if, praise the Lord, that in the church we have politicians. And they must now go to their fellow members in parliament, invite them to church without any reservation because the head of the church is the ruler of us all, and the system of this world will crumble, but God's kingdom lasts forever. Forever. Type win type. I am no physician. I go to the doctor. I try, well, my doctor is, a, is an Adventist already, a Christian. But what about her uh, peers? She's called to witness in ways I can't. So we must support the root. We must bear the fruit. And I think this last one is Elder Murray's baby. Glorify glory in the youth. Glory in the youth. And this church believes in 
affirming young people. What do you say? Oh yeah. And I remember that it was made clear to the youth leader that anything, just make up your program and have it properly prepared and presented. And this church will not say no in building up young people, affirming young people, not because they may dress differently. You may see them in earrings and other makeups. And you may see them at places that you believe they should not be. And they might have behaviors that you believe are bad behavior. But I say to you, whatever we must build up, we must affirm, we must support, we must go the extra mile to elevate our young people because they are the nucleus of the church. And one last one. She came to me. And she said, Pastor, you don't know. I wondered why, why she's staring at me like that. Steering, steering, steering at me. The pastor, you don't know. I planned it. The how, the where, the when. Because I felt like nobody. But I said to her, you know, you are special. You are God's child. And she said just those words caused me not to commit suicide. Affirm the youth. And today, she is rejoicing in the church and in the Lord. Serving him. So I want to underscore the point. Not because our young people are different. Let us love them and affirm them. So today, in the interest of time, I make these points. We must glorify God as we glory in his blessings. Could be riches, could be wisdom, could be fame, could be power, but whatever it is that we are glorying in, we must glorify God. What do you say? Glory. Yes, it is also a noun which pertains to something stunning something spectacular, something inexplicable, something indescribable, the splendor of God. And I say, he will come to services 
one day will be over because he will come. Our outreach in glorying in the fruits will be over because he will come. And I want to be there to sing amazing grace. I want to be there to look up on his face. Ellen White says, no human pen can portray the sea, no model mind adequate to conceive the splendor. I want to be there when the King of Kings descends the corridors of the sky. I want to be there when he's wrapped in clouds of flame. I want to be there when he rides forth as a mighty conqueror. I want to be there when he comes as a victor of heaven on earth and the armies which are in heaven follow him. I want to be there. I want to be there when the anthems of celestial melody will be sung by holy angels. I want to be there when a vast unnumbered throng attend him on his way. Oh, my brothers, oh, my sisters, I want to be there. I want to be there when the firmament will be filled with radiant forms. When 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands are around his throne. I say, I want to be there when his glory will cover the heavens and the earth will be full of praise. I want to be there when his brightness will be as the midday sun. I want to be there as the living clouds come still nearer and every high beholds him. The prince of life, a diadem of glory resting on his holy brow. When his countenance outshines the dazzling brightness of the sun. I want to be there when he has the vesture on his thigh and a name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. I want to be there. In order to be there, I must glorify him in glorying in his blessings. I want to be there when Jesus comes. I will sing a redemption song. I will say, Lo, this is my God. I've waited for him and he will save me. I want to be there. 